When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora, an Odyssey Sports original. Welcome to the week five edition. Yeah, it's week five already. Of Baldy's Breakdowns, we come to you as always courtesy of our friends at Odyssey, and we thank you guys for tuning in. It has been a wild season already, and we are here to chronicle it. I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. I have the honor to talk ball with my main man, Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. And we are going to hit on some of the hot topics in the league and preview what looks like to be the game of the weekend. Um, Obviously, big goings on in Jacksonville slash Ohio this last week or so uh, in regards to the Jags. And Urban Meyer, we have the Cowboys continuing to make statements on both sides of the ball and looking like um, a factor in the NFC. We have the Arizona Cardinals finding ways to continue to win games in a multitude of different ways, including most recently pretty much taking the Rams to the shed for the better part of four quarters. And then we have the game of the weekend to preview Bills Chiefs meet again. Um, Baldy, but look, you you played in the league, brother, and and I didn't even play on the JV. So <laughs> it's one thing for me to look at everything that's unfolded with Urban Meyer, um, you know, making that weekend all about himself and his homecoming back to Cincinnati, not flying back with the team, using it instead to party while the team is 0-4 and continues to make no adjustments at halftime, continue to be outcoached, uh, The players weren't really buying him to begin with. He never gave them a reason to buy in. And then the video comes out and and now you're, you're talking about, um, I think Baldy, I can't call it a shattered relationship because I don't know that he ever truly had any trust with the players. I don't know that they ever really thought this was going to work. Even the other coaches on that staff, people in the front office thought this was heading to disaster, but for it to have happened in September is kind of crazy. Well, good to be with you here today, Jason. Um, of all of the indiscretions that happened last weekend in Columbus, not getting back on the team plane after a devastating loss to the Bengals, not getting on the team plane, to me, was, I, I can't understand, unless there was an absolute family emergency, which there wasn't, nope. unless there was an absolute family emergency, there's no way you don't get back on that team with your plane, uh, on the plane with your team. There's just no way. Now, everything that ensued and happened afterwards, I mean, if this was a 22-year-old kid that did this, you would say, okay, that's dumb. That's dumb, and we're going to fine you, we're going to suspend you, we're going to do whatever. Um, But when it's your head coach, like I, I read the statement of Shad Khan, you know, we, we got to 
It's going to take a long time to rebuild the trust. I don't know if you ever built, rebuild the right. trust after this. How can you discipline a player, Jason? I mean, that's part of the yeah. job of the coach is to be is to discipline your team. How can, how can the coach go back and do those basic things with twenty two year old kids that it seems like the majority of the roster is like there's they have to look at him cross eyed. I don't know how he walks in the team. He canceled the team meeting on Monday. Obviously. Like he, he he felt so embarrassed and ashamed that he couldn't even face the team. I I don't think this is I, I don't think this situation is finished yet, Jason. Oh, it's not. It, it's not. And 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 this always looked and smelled from all my reporting like a one and done. And we talked about it through the spring and the summer. And and now it's it's just confirmed that he's not really cut out for this. He doesn't understand um, the responsibilities and the standards. Um, the baseline standards of being an NFL head coach and, and Baldy, he also from, you know, talking to people down there, he's pinned himself in the corner as well. When you make the hallmark of your leap to the pros about values, leadership, sure. um, I'm a, I'm a man of principles, you know, and if you adopt my principles to how you play, you can be as successful of a player as I am a coach, and that's how we win together, right? When there's this um, strain of sort of morality and doing things the quote-unquote right way, you know what I mean, and walking it like you talk it, and then you can't get through four weeks without this. And and that's to say nothing of all the other scandals like bringing in the strength coach from Iowa. You know what I mean? It's been... I mean, it's been unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you could pile on it, but there's you don't need to. I mean, just I, I I'm just struggling with any decision that he made in his own head to put himself in that situation. Like I, I just I can't fathom. Like I remember uh, Tom Landry used to tell us the great Tom Landry that there was no time during this. You know that people have this 24-hour rule and all this kind of stuff. Like, once 24 hours over, like, you flush it, win or lose. And get Like, Landry's rule was, look, there's no time during the season to enjoy the season. This is we, – we go to work every day. When it gets to February after the offseason, you get to go enjoy yourself for right. six weeks, eight weeks, whatever you want. But there's no – like, I mean, I, that's always been inside my head. Even as an analyst, it's inside my head. All of us are, you know, working – we're not working coaching hours, but we're all putting the time in to do this thing right. I, I just am struggling with anybody that, A, put themselves in that situation, not get on a team plane, and then, like, seemingly in, be enjoying yourself. Oh, yeah. When you're 0-4. Like, I just yeah. don't get any of it. I just don't. No. And, and for like, a staff. And, I, and I'm, I'm trying to talk myself out of being so critical. No, it's, but I it's can't. bad. No, I can't. Well, Baldy, for a staff that people in that building know, you know, was kind of put together in a Frankenstein manner. And there's a lot of guys taking their lumps as coaches um, and that learning curve. And then for the head guys answer to all that to be again in a game where you blew another halftime lead. It had nothing going on in the second half. The answer is bleep it. You get on the plane. I'm going to stay here and have my homecoming weekend no matter what. It's 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 incomprehensible. It it really it 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 if you've been around pro sports at all, it's incomprehensible. It's incomprehensible. So I mean, the other part is just the visual at the press conference. I mean, that's a defeated man, and rightfully so. 
That's a defeated man. Like, I don't know how you, like, it's, I, I just don't, I just don't know how you overcome this, Jason. And I, I think Shad Khan has to really reevaluate even his statement and say, how do you overcome this? Like, because I don't know that you can. It's oh, it's it's not it's not going to go. That stain's not going away. And so, uh, you know, the first time a player gets in trouble and and it's going to happen, um, you know what what what's going to be the response? Like, can you, you lost really the authority. Put any yeah. Can you? You put can't any judge. Who can he judge? Anyways, yeah, that's. I mean, there's really nothing more to be said, Jason. I mean, it the the, the all of the. The writers out there and talk shows, I mean, they're all, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's right on the front page for all of them to, to opine about, but I don't, you know, I, I just, I can't even, I can't even imagine not getting on a team plane I, I, and then doing what he did. That's, that's the furthest thing. I, I, I can't believe any coach would do that in any sport. No, no. it's fractured there. And, uh, uh, there weren't going to be many wins there. This was not going to be a big turnaround and urban for the long haul. This was, this thing was doomed. Well, the, the good thing though, Jason, is there's so much good to talk about in this league. Yes, right there now. is. Yes, there's so much there good, is. and there's there's so many good young players, and there's been so many good games, um, you know, to talk about that really could take all of our attention, you know, to that. Well, let's let's go to that Cowboys Panthers game where you yep. you've been very big on Matt Rule's operation, and he certainly has them headed in the right direction. Um, but that defense got sort of uh, tested and pushed in some ways that it hadn't previously, as the Panthers um, took their first defeat. and And Dallas continues to impress me, Baldy, and I will be the first to admit that um, I probably was too much of a skeptic with this group. Uh, they've made strides on defense under under. Uh, Dan Campbell, uh, I'm sorry, under uh, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, and they have playmakers at all three levels right now going. Yeah. And we know that Dak coming back with all the pieces on offense was going to be a thing. And uh, Dallas certainly seems to be the class of that division so far. Well, what I've noticed, uh, Jason, just studying, you know, all their games and is uh, two things. One, they have drafted really well. I mean, all these players on defense that are making these plays, Micah Parsons, uh, Osa Odigazua, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, they're all yep. homegrown. Yep. Um, you know, and then if you look at them offensively, the tight ends are all drafted. Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin. I mean, they're all, you know, guys that they drafted. Um, you know, Tony Pollard is a big part of all of this. And CD yes, Lamb. sir. You know, so, they, you know, they, they've largely have just built this thing through the draft, which every team would wish they could do. So that's one thing. But the other thing that's impressive to me is player development. Like you see players, Trayvon Diggs is an elite corner right now yes. in his second year. Somebody, now it's not just his God-given ability, and he's got right. a ton. You know, the Diggs family, they don't drop passes, Jason. I mean, they no. catch up, you know. But, they got eye-hand coordination. Yeah, them. I mean, that wherever they grew up in Maryland, Jason, you know better yes. than me. Like yes. somebody was, you know, <laughs> somebody was throwing them a ball. At age two, and they no were doubt. catching. But but I, I'm just watching, you know, that you lose a Demarcus Lawrence, you know, and then they adjust. And you don't even notice that Demarcus Lawrence isn't out there. Right. And that, that's a highly paid, very good player. Oh, yeah. You know, so uh, – and then to get Tyron Smith and Zach Martin back healthy, it makes the left guard, Connor Williams, look better. Mm -hmm. It makes a young center look better. It looks – a 
like a free agent right tackle, Terrence Steele, has done nothing but work to get better to where you don't even notice the loss of Lyle Collins at right tackle. Um, and then you look at the coaching with what Kellen Moore is doing and, and the creativity putting, you know, a, a, a backup offensive tackle at fullback and how he's rotating, um, you know, Zeke right now with Pollard, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I, I give Zeke a lot of credit because he, he is a completely rebuilt player. Mm-hmm. Like, he got himself into shape. Like, he looked in the mirror himself and said, they pay me a lot of money. Okay, that's great. A lot of guys are taking a check. But I, I want to be great. And I got to be leaner. I got to be quicker. And whatever he did, wherever he did it, it's noticeable. That 40-plus yard run in the fourth quarter, that looked like Zeke uh, from circa 2016-2017. Look, they're going to see an improved Giants team this week. It's a good test. The Giants got all their weapons on the field last week at New Orleans, and they earned that win. Uh, they look like a different team. That'll be a good matchup. But uh, there's a lot of op- there's a lot of reason to be optimistic in Dallas. And you can, at this point, through the quarter pole of the season, you can literally flush that disaster that we watched last year. Yeah. Well, and, and offensively, Baldy, it just seems like. Every week, Kellen Moore goes in there with a list of about a half dozen guys, and it's like, oh, I could feature him, or 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 I could feature him, and we could probably still, you know what I mean? We could win the game this way, that way, this way, or that way, Yeah, especially with the defense now able to play complementary football. Well, he has – the game plans have changed a great deal. Yeah. You know, against Philadelphia, they, they didn't have a lot of motion. They wanted to run it at Philadelphia. They they were able to accomplish all of that. Um you know, like even last week, uh, you know, in an, in an impressive win against Carolina, you know, Amari Cooper wasn't, you know, the big guy that they went to. They went to the tight ends. Wasn't a big C.D. Lamb guy uh, day. It was a big day to, to, you know, to really pound uh, Carolina up front, and they did that. So, you know, it, it has changed week to week. I think it will be different against the Giants, the way they're built. But, uh you know, I want Kellum. He looks like, you know, and then Dak just has total control right now. And I, yeah. I give, you know, the head coach, Mike McCarthy, a lot of credit. Um, you know, he was an elite play caller in Green Bay, number one de- offensive yeah. football for a year. And, you know, he's worked with Joe Montana and he's worked with Brett and Aaron. And you know, he's worked with all these great quarterbacks. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's given up a lot to allow Kellum Moore to really run the quarterback room in the offense. And the, the job of the head coach has changed since Mike McCarthy took over in Green Bay, you know, 15 years ago. You know, the, the, head, the head job, the head coach now has got so much more responsibility game day. And so he's adjusted. And that's not an easy thing to do. Like he, you know, some of these play callers, they, they never want to give that up. That's, that's right. their, 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 you know, their contribution to the team. And he's done that because he recognizes that Kellen Moore is really – Really good at what he does. Baldy, I'm going to take another mea culpa here. Um, I was an Arizona Cardinal skeptic coming into the year. Again, for similar reasons to Dallas. I just wasn't sure I was buying that defense being good enough when you looked at their schedule and some of the matchups that they were going to face. Um, I like some of the individual talent, but I kind of wondered, you know, is Vance Joseph going to really – get these guys to play as 11 week in week out and, and you know, are, are they going to be able to maximize 
some of the the individual blue chip stuff. I think there's probably still some warts there, maybe stopping the run. But with the offense as explosive as it is, um, a lot of these games, they really just need to find a way to get a turnover and a punt in the second half, and that's going to be enough. And and that that they're certainly able to meet that standard and 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 rise above it. Kyler Murray's the MVP of the league right now, Jason. I mean, he's the, he's the runaway, clear cut. I mean, nothing against anybody else. Pick a player. Nobody has been as good as Kyler Murray. Uh, and what he did to a, a great Rams defense, I mean, he had him frustrated. He carved him up. Uh, they ran the ball 40 times against that team. A lot of it is trying to figure out what Kyler's doing with the ball uh, and how they do it. I, 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 I've known Cliff Kingsbury now for 10 years, Jason. I did a lot of Texas Tech games. Yeah. I go into his office on a Friday afternoon. He had this big grease board as soon as you walk in. And there was a. it looked like Einstein <laughs> from the standpoint. It was just plays and formations and motions all over the board. And you just – I, I would always just pick one and I go, well, what's this one clip? Right. You know, but what I, the point is, is that when he took over this team three years ago, he wanted Kyler Murray to be his quarterback. They had Josh Rosen. They were the worst team in football when he took yeah. over. They were the last ranked offense in 10 different categories. They were atrocious. In three years now, all they've done, and give the general manager front office a lot of credit, is just build around Kyler. And, and Cliff has really adjusted. I mean, he, he played an air raid offense at Texas Tech and at Texas A&M. They never had a tight end. Well, you can't play football in the NFL right. without a tight end. Um, <laughs> just too many situations. So they've got a bunch of them now. And so you, you watch him. He's adjusted. Uh, they're doing a much better. They, they got themselves Rodney Hudson. It's almost impossible yeah. to define what a top-tier center does for your offense. And your quarterback from, you know, just making the calls at the line of scrimmage, protection, getting in the right protection, helping out your guards, keeping the the front of the pocket flat. Um, You know, there's just so many good things. Corey Lindsley with the Chargers, Rodney Hudson. These guys are difference makers at center. Um, You know, Cliff would back me up on that. So would Kyler. But, you know, A.J. Green, you know, you, you you leave a losing organization where you feel like that's all you're going to do. Now, things are turning around in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. But AJ gets out of there, and he's like, he's with DeAndre Hopkins, and he's with Kyler, and there's there's optimism, and, you know, they go to L.A., and they beat the Rams, and he scores a touchdown. A.J. Green's found the fountain of youth. These guys don't fall – These the guys with this type of talent don't just fall off a cliff. They just right. don't. They're too they're, – they're, they're built different. And so he's a big part of this thing now with, you know, with Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore and like, they've got, they've got it going right now. And that was a huge win yeah. to go on the road to LA and really in a, you know, the city of stars, their players were the biggest stars. Defensively. Um, do you, how good do you think they are? How good do you think they can be? Well, you know, look, J.J. Watt, you know, he, he looked good the other day. Uh-huh. You know, he got to the quarterback, couple, got to, you know, Stafford, hit him a couple times. But th- to me, they've just – they've got a collection of just playmakers. You know, Chandler Jones, Buddha Baker, Byron Murphy, you know, Isaiah Simmons. Like, they're just a group of playmakers, and on any given series, one of those guys can shine. Have they – I don't think they've yet figured out exactly how to – 
what they want to be defensively because right. they're, they're very right. multiple. Yeah. You've got two high first-round picks at middle linebacker in Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. And so they're – but then you've got, you know, Jordan Hicks, who's a really good player. So now you're figuring out how to get all three on the field and, you know, how many plays should J.J. play. And, you know, I mean, they just uh, – you know, Marcus Golden has always been a really good player when yes. healthy. So they've got all these pieces. I think defensively they can still get a lot better, which is yeah. – Scary it's for scary. that division right now. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is. Um, yeah, well, I hate to get too crazy about anything. You know what I mean? This time of year, but it it, it it's not smoke and mirrors what they're doing. No. You know, it's not. Well, we've seen a team just you know get better and better. You know, um, in over three years right now, and what we're seeing is Kyler Murray is not just he he will do his Houdini act every once in a while, but not nearly as often as he did two years ago. And he's very comfortable in the pocket where teams said, well, he can't beat us from the pocket. Right. Well, he's carving you up from the pocket right now. And then their formations, like the, the running lanes that Chase Edmonds had, you saw the 50-yard run right up the middle. I mean, there's they're so busy defending the perimeter of these guys. Like they're just leaving these lanes wide open. And that's that's formations, that's motions, that's cliff, that's – the threat of Kyler, it's all these different things. And the Rams had no idea what to try to take away the other day. No, it was one-way traffic. And I I, I was uh, I was frankly surprised um at at how comprehensive of of a of a Cardinals victory that was. So hats off to them. Um that division obviously we will continue to talk about quite a bit because there's a lot going on. Uh Baldy, week five, spinning this ahead. Um Plenty of great games, but one I think we need to focus on is Buffalo and Kansas City. And, you know, they, they have sort of emerged as two of the elite teams yeah. in the AFC. Uh, Buffalo, the last couple of weeks, has gotten its mojo back in terms of the passing game and starting to, 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 to resemble what it did a year ago. And one of the things that I found fascinating about the Chiefs now, to me, Baldy at least, is like teams evolve and they change and we know yeah. what they were the last few years, uh-huh. but all right, if we don't have that number three guy in the passing game right. and you want to clamp down on the tight end and you want to clamp down on the cheetah, like you are, we will run the ball. Wow. We will be patient. We yeah. can be physical too. Our left tackle likes to maul people for a living and we can, you know what? We're, we're cool with that. Like we don't need to beat you by 30. Like, okay, we'll protect the quarterback this way. And and you want to keep giving us some of those looks, we'll take advantage in the screen game. We'll take advantage on the ground. Well, you know, they, they've got five new, you know, offensive linemen. I mean, no nobody did a complete, uh, uh, you know, turn the page on the whole group. The right guard is, is a Pro Bowl player right now, Trey Smith. And what he did to Fletcher Cox, I mean, he just wired him on Sunday in Philadelphia. He, he's an elite player already. Uh, he just has to learn the game. That's all. Mm-hmm. But – uh, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had huge lanes to run through. If they want to play yep. both safeties back yep, um, and just protect against the deep ball and take Tyreek Hill out and, you know, Patrick Mahomes' arm and limit it a little bit as much as they possibly can. Andy Reid, look, he, he, he'll beat you a different way, and that's what they did. Um, defensively, they're still a mess. Yep. They're, they're not – I mean, to see the Eagles put up 30 on them, and they, you know, if they if they had any idea about what goal line offense is, they they they, <laughs> they might have gotten forty. 
I mean, it's just amazing what they do when they get down inside the five and how they just screw it all up. But, but that being said, you know, the defensively, I mean, you know, Frank Clark seems like he's a guy that he'll get himself ready for January football. Right. Um, I, you know, he's, 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 so they, 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 they've got a long way to go defensively. Bashad Breland was really good a couple of years ago. He was, he's been awful this year. Um, so they, they've got some holes. Buffalo, I said this during the week here, Jason, this Josh Allen, there's a million metrics out there to evaluate these quarterbacks. And to me, just don't even, don't even start spitting them out when you just watch this kid play. Yeah. I'm a fake quarterback sneak. I'm just going to fake it, pull it on fourth down at midfield. And I'm just going to pull it and run it. Like his creativity to find Stefan, you know, Stefan Diggs or find Dawson Knox or whatever it is to extend plays, get out of trouble, um, get on the move. Like his, his arsenal of what's at his disposal is as good as anybody in this whole business. And, you know, the, to just to watch, I mean, I, I buy a ticket just to watch Josh Allen play. Sure. You don't know what you're going to get, but it's going to be fun, exciting. It's going to be good. Um, you know, you put up 40 points in back-to-back weeks like this. They, yeah. You know, against bad teams, they're, they're going to do this routinely, 40. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Now, the Chiefs defense, they may give up 40. This, yes. this game might, you know, it might be in the 40s back and forth. I, but I think the Bills defense is a lot better than it was a year ago when they went to Kansas City for that AFC championship game. Well, the interesting thing to me and why I sort of brought it up as featuring the run game I wonder if Andy feels like maybe we need to try to win this game in the low 30s and not the high 40s, and maybe the best way to, to do so is by keeping my defense on the sidelines and trying to win, you know, fighting for time of possession, fighting for field position, and just hope the defense doesn't give up a ton of big plays on the other end, right? Hope it's Josh Allen death by paper cuts and not – Oh, there's digs for 75 yards. Well, I mean, all, all you have to know about where Kansas City is in the passing game right, right now is they're going to activate Josh Gordon this week, more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, Josh Gordon had a phenomenal season in 2013, Jason. It's been a we minute, all know buddy. what he's been up against and how the demons have, yes. you know, taken him down time after time. I mean, we're people are like, I understand that you put him in a locker room with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and you, you know, you can. You know, you can you can protect the, the player and hopefully keep the demons out as much as you can. Seattle tried. I mean, a lot of teams have tried this. Yeah. Uh, but that's where they're at. They're like, okay, Demarcus Robinson's invisible. All right. Byron Pringle's a special teams player. Right. Like, we need a third option. And that's where they're at right now. And, you know, look, I, I hope it works. I really do. Uh, I always pull for anybody that's sure. you know, that has been in that situation like Josh has. I hope it can work. But, you know, in his life, whether he's at Baylor or Cleveland, you know, just follow the track record. It's not good. And after all of this, you know, going back to Baylor, like we're talking 10 years now. He's had one great year in 10 years. I We, we understand talent is talent, but that's where they're at right now. They're, they're, they're willing to give this a shot to see if, if, if it can elevate their passing game to what a lot of us are used to seeing. Yeah. It's really interesting. We could see a dynamic here in the AFC where the Chiefs start featuring the run and the Ravens start throwing on first down. It's it's a <laughs> wonderful time to be alive, Baldy. Um, where are you this weekend, brother? What what is on your I'm agenda? In, I'm in I'm in Carolina. I'll see you know how the Panthers can rebound 
from that loss. They played the Eagles Sunday. So, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm just close to Matt Rule and, you know, his staff. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not – it would be, be great to see him live because I think even though Dallas put up, I don't know, 38 points or whatever on him, like they they got after Dak really good. They got the ball out a bunch. I don't know about some of these calls that were made. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they had some opportunities. They, they, they played really hard. Jeremy Chin's a great player. Brian Burns is a great player. Uh, we'll see if C.J. Henderson can work out. I mean, he's – I knew Urban Meyer never liked him. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was no question that he didn't yep. like him from the get-go. No. no. And so they might – now, C.J. Henderson's got he, – he's not a physical player, but he can cover. He can flat-out cover. And he could do that at Florida. He's a talented player. J.C. Horn's out for a while. Yeah. You know, he played last week right away. He got – you know – Traded for and, uh, you know, and played in the first week. Like, he's going to get better yes. and fit into the defense as he plays more. So I'm anxious to see, you know, if he matched up on Devontae Smith or whoever um, this weekend, you know, how he how he adds and what he can add to this defense. Yeah, and we'll also see in the next few weeks where Stephon Gilmore ends up and yeah. how healthy he is and when he can play. I've got eyes on Kansas City and Tampa for that one early, Paul. They, whenever he comes back, they – they well, both could use Tampa them. seems to want to be collecting corners because they, yes. they can't keep any healthy. But wherever he goes, uh, I, I know Stefan pretty well. Um, he's going to fit in, and he'll play at a high level. He will. Um, well, we appreciate you guys for listening to this Week 5 edition of Baldy Breakdowns. Again, um, thanks to our friends at Odyssey for putting this together for us. Please um, let us know what you guys think. Track us down on Twitter at Jason Lockin Four and at Baldy NFL. Um, rate Jason, review. let me just finish. Let me finish oh. with one last thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, we should probably have a segment. One last thing. This charade in Chicago about who the quarterback is. Can oh, we just man. finish this? Can we just play Justin Fields? Because he made throws in that game that I haven't seen anybody make. Maybe Jay yeah. Cutler made a few like that. But right. In modern history. I haven't seen anybody throw a football like that to Darnell Mooney a couple of times, to Allen Robinson, to get out of harm's way. Just play this kid. Whatever he doesn't right. understand, teach him. Let him grow. And never stop building around him. Like, they got a quarterback. I'm, I'm happy for Chicago. Right. But just stop this stuff. Embrace it. Just embrace it. Just embrace, like you're, you're, Just feel fortunate you're in a position to get him. And now play him. And build around him because I think he's going to be special. Yeah, well, it takes a village, Baldy, and, and unfortunately <laughs> for him, the village he's in. Um, I there, yeah, you know how that. There's always yeah. something in a village, and there's several of them in the village that that he's with, unfortunately, and they 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 remain committed to Andy Dalton. That's not just a speech. Uh, what their messaging is, their true intent. Uh, they want to play Dalton as soon as possible when his knee allows. And I'm with you, Baldy. I think it's absolutely um, coaching malpractice. But um, things have been weird there for a while. Yeah. We uh, thank you guys for for checking us out here in the Week 5 2021 edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. As always, we come to you courtesy of our friends at Odyssey. Please interact with us. Hit us up on Twitter at Jason Lockin4, at Baldy NFL. Subscribe, rate, review. Wherever you download us and get your podcast, goodness, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever we're, we're out there all over the interwebs. Uh, and we can't wait to chat ball 
again next week as we look back at week five and preview week six. Enjoy the games, everybody. Have a wonderful week.